Hello there, old and new friends. Welcome to Divine Musing, Episode 5, From Babel to Pentecost. I am Destiny Rambo Corey, and I am so thankful that you have joined me for this journey into scripture, literature, poetry, and prayer as we view them through the light of transformation and growth. Here's something I've been thinking about lately. We begin with a quote from one of my favorite authors, Haruki Murakami. Our hearts are not stones. A stone may disintegrate in time and lose its outward form, but hearts never disintegrate. They have no outward form, and whether good or evil, we can always communicate them to one another. Communication is such an amazing tool that we use every day, but oftentimes don't recognize its value. If you've ever been in a relationship with someone, family, friend, or romantic, who doesn't know how to convey their thoughts or emotions, then you know what I mean. Great communication pulls us closer and opens our eyes, while negative communication can only lead to confusion and hurt. Jesus was such an incredible communicator. He was able to meet people right where they are and give them the love they so desperately needed. He experienced raw humanity on every level. I have to believe those experiences shaped his conversations and interactions. Though his official ministry didn't begin until his 30s, I often wonder how much Jesus, just being Jesus, affected those around him. On what common ground did he find to show the love of his Father without necessarily preaching? I've often wondered how many languages he spoke. And I'm not just talking about Hebrew or Greek or Egyptian. Let me explain. We know that he spoke the language of family scandal. You can't tell me that his parents weren't whispered about behind their backs. We glorify Mary today as the one who brought our Savior into the world, but I can only imagine how many people just saw her as scandalous. We know the angel spoke to Joseph and comforted him with the knowledge of the divine impregnation of his soon-to-be wife, but I'm sure he was questioned time and time again as to why he married a woman who was pregnant with a child that wasn't his own. We know he spoke the language of carpenter and what it was like to work with one's hands. He spoke the language of betrayal, of friendship, of loneliness, and curiosity. He could communicate with a child just as powerfully as he could confront the religious elite. I could go on, but I think you get the idea. Jesus was able to communicate with everyone he came in contact with because he knew what language they could hear him through the best. For my birthday this year, my husband Joel got me this gorgeous translation of the New Testament called the First Nations Version. It is a indigenous translation of the New Testament that is, oh, it's so beautiful and wonderful. My family on my mother's side are Cherokee Indian, and reading the scriptures written in a language that my ancestors could understand has made my heart so happy. It takes some getting used to, but uh, the translators have given us something so beautiful, and I highly recommend it, even if your roots aren't Native American. The First Nations translation, an indigenous translation of the New Testament. Acts 2, from the First Nations version, says, The time for the full meaning of the ancient festival had now arrived. 
the followers of Creator Sets Free, Jesus, numbering about 120, were waiting and praying in the upstairs room where they were lodging. It had now been 50 days since the Passover festival. They had all gathered together in one place when suddenly the sound of a great windstorm came from the spirit world above and could be heard throughout the house where they were sitting. They saw flames of fire coming down from above, separating and resting on each of their heads. The Holy Spirit had come down and began to fill them with His life and power. New languages began to flow out of their mouths, languages they had never learned, given from the Holy Spirit. The sacred village of peace, Jerusalem, was filled with devoted members of the tribes of wrestles with Creator, Israel, who had come for the festival for every nation under the sun. A crowd began to gather when they heard the loud noise. In wonder and amazement, the crowd began to ask, How is it that these people from Circle of Nations, Galilee, are speaking our many languages? For we can understand them in the language of the place where we have come from. When I was young, my parents wanted my little brother Israel and I to memorize chapters of the Bible. When they would travel to minister, they would prop us up on stage to quote these scriptures. And uh, it's some of my favorite memories, actually, of me and my little brother learning these scriptures together. You know, uh, Psalm 91, Psalm 23, Luke 2, Hebrews 11, Ephesians 6, just to name a few. One of the chapters we did learn was Acts 2, and it was so interesting to me. Jesus' followers just waiting in a room for the promise of Holy Spirit to arrive. That should tell you a lot about how people really believed that when Jesus said something was going to happen, it was a sure thing. Then, when Spirit fell as fire, they were given the ability to speak in other languages. My little mind was confused because not long before we learned about the day of Pentecost, we had also learned about the Tower of Babel. Why would the God who confused the languages suddenly bring knowledge and understanding? If you're not familiar with the story of the Tower of Babel, here is a quick synopsis. In Genesis 11, we learned that all of the people of the earth spoke one universal language at this point. The Great Flood of Noah was the most recent event written about, and the only survivors were Noah's family. Between the story of the Flood and the story of Babel, there are only two chapters of Scripture. One of them is entirely devoted to listing the descendants of Noah and where they spread themselves out in the earth. The people found a plain in a land called Shinar and decided to work together to build a tower to the heavens out of bricks and fire. They wanted to make a name for themselves so famous that they wouldn't have to live the way that God instructed them. God saw what the people were doing and decided to confuse their languages in an attempt to thwart their rebellion. The destruction of a common tongue led to the people spreading out all across the world the way that God intended. After growing up a bit, I see now that Pentecost was just another glorious example of the redemptive power of Jesus. The people who were building the Table of Babel wanted to make a name for themselves in the heaven by brick and by fire. Pentecost was the complete opposite of Babel. In fact, I would go as far as to say that Pentecost was the reversal of Babel. Pentecost put the fire inside us and named us as living stones to build the kingdom of God. 
Oh, the great mysteries of spirit. (laughs) I do believe that there is a way to access speaking many languages via the leading of the spirit today that doesn't require a Rosetta Stone or some kind of app or linguistic (laughs) course available on the internet. Have you ever had an encounter with someone new and suddenly found yourself relating on a common ground of something completely unexpected? Have you ever stopped to think about how many languages you already speak that could open the door to someone's heart? Telling people about the love of Jesus doesn't always begin with a scripture or a Bible story. Maybe it's seeing someone who's battling with an addiction that you have overcome and being able to tell them, if I can find freedom, you can. In my own life, I have experienced so many things that I can view solely as tragedies, but in the light that grace shines on them, it often leads to a way to help someone else. I speak the language of the victim of molestation and rape. I speak addiction and trauma. I speak child of divorce and unexpected life changes. I speak the language of someone who battles with a chronic illness. I speak marrying the love of my life. I speak child who grew up on a bus and lived under the microscope of ministry. I am a nine on the Enneagram, and Enneagram, I think that's how you pronounce it, an INFJ personality and a Leo on the horoscope. Do I necessarily believe in all of those things? No, but they are amazing conversation starters. I speak homeschooled. I speak dancer whose career was cut short by injury. I speak music and singing and painting and creating. I could go on, but I think you understand. What the enemy of our souls meant for evil, divine can use for good. What the Lord reveals in us as joy can be a hope for someone else. The day I realized I could speak about my trauma as a means to help others rise above the status of victim and to reach out my hand to help others do the same was the day that those languages solidified themselves in me. Romans 12.10 says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom, dominion, reign of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our believing brothers and sisters has been thrown down at last. He who accuses them and keeps bringing charges of sinful behavior against them before our God day and night. And they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. For they did not love their life and renounce their faith even when faced with death by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. These words of our testimony are languages Holy Spirit uses to draw people to the knowledge of the goodness of God. The enemy wants to bury us so deeply in the knowledge of our sin and our shame and our trauma, but the fire of Pentecost changes the narrative. When we speak the language of overcomer to someone who is trapped in a cycle of brokenness, or when we share about the healing power of Christ that brought us out of our sickness, or when we connect with someone on a topic that seems so random or even silly at the moment, that is just as much operating in the spirit of Pentecost as what was experienced in Jerusalem on that day 2,000 years ago. 
I may have failed Spanish in high school. I may only know a couple words of French and a little sign language, but that doesn't mean I'm any less capable of ministering to anyone I come in contact with. I simply have to lean into the fire and ask Spirit which language to speak. 1 Corinthians 14.6 says, Dear brothers and sisters, if I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching that will be helpful, even lifeless instruments like the flute or the harp must play the notes clearly or no one will recognize the melody. And if the burglar doesn't sound a clear call, how will the soldiers know they are being called to battle? It's the same for you. If you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you are saying? You might as well be talking into empty space. There are many different languages in the world and every language has meaning. If you are in a place of seeking to understand how to meet people where they are, if you want Holy Spirit to open your eyes to how many languages you have already been given, why don't we pray this prayer together? Divine Creator, you sent your Son Jesus to earth to show us the way, the way to listen, the way to communicate, the way to understand. Meet me in my frailties and help me to be able to connect with those you bring into my life. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear exactly where I can identify with them and bring help and hope in your name. Remove the fear that keeps me isolated and grant me a courage to step outside of my comfort zone to show your love. Take away any preconceived notions I may have of what a person is and show me how to love them where they are. Let me find confidence in the knowledge that the divine fire of Pentecost burns within me and has the power to heal, restore, and break chains. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I will leave you with this quote from Frances Hodgson's Burnett's A Little Princess. How is it that animals understand things I do not know, but it is certain that they do understand? Perhaps there is a language which is not made of words and everything in the world understands it. Perhaps there is a soul hidden in everything and it can always speak without even making a sound to another soul. I hope this musing has given you a little something to think about too. Thank you so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash Destiny Makes Music or on Instagram and Twitter at Des Rambo Music.